listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. Good morning. Right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network on 87.6, 87.8 or 88. You're joined by myself, Lawson, and my amazing, wonderful, beautiful, incredible co-host, my good friend, it's Mon. <laughs> Mon, great to have you back. Yeah, great you're just, to... You're a bit of a frequent flyer in the Faith FM studios, <laughs> I man. I really am. I just can't stay away. I'm like a disease. I never leave. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're, well, some diseases leave, but apparently... Not this one. Not this one. That's right. Oh, Monica, what are you grateful for this morning? Oh, I saw the coolest thing this morning. It was so cute. I could not believe my eyes it was happening. I was, I heard it happening outside and I thought, that is not real. And so I went outside for a look and it was real. So on a power pole outside the front of my house, there was a kookaburra and a magpie sitting side by side. Well, not side by side. They were on like a 90 degree angle. So they were looking at each other. Just having a chatty chat. So the cooker would be like, ha, 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 ha. And the magpie would be like, wah, 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 wah. And the cooker would be like, ha, 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 ha. And the cooker, mm. and it was so cute. They just went back and forth for ages. I thought maybe they were like having a fight or being territorial. But no, they were just really relaxed and just having just, a chit chat. I was like, what is this alternative dimension where like the birds are hanging out and having a little... <laughs> Little powwows, a little chat, and and then afterwards, I was like, "Why didn't I film that? I need to like be more like the Gen Z and just record everything." (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, everything's content, bro. That's 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 the way it is. If you're not leaving the house with your phone ready to film, what are you doing? If you're not leaving the house with a GoPro attached to your forehead, ready to capture every single moment because it could possibly potentially be put on the internet and go, go viral, viral, then what are you doing? <laughs> like, what? What? No, nah, I'm just joking. Oh, I'm like the least kind of photo-oriented person. You really are. I'm, I'm not a big... I'm about living in the moment. Yeah, I think I feel like I film you more than you get, like, film other people. And you're, yeah. you are Gen Z. Yeah, I'm... Well... You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. From what we're understanding, some people are still not quite getting on the live show, but they should be. Unfortunately, they won't be able to hear hear me right now if I'm telling them to get on the live show because they'll be listening to yesterday's show. But uh, we're doing everything in our power that we can to get you on the live show. And always the best way to get on the live show, if it's like if the app's not working, I know a lot of people use TuneIn. TuneIn was one the one that someone sent in about. They were cl- complaining or they were saying, informing us that, oh, it's on yesterday's show. You can always go to the website. The website is the A1 best place to, like, it'll be the most, most, most up-to-date. That's faithfm.com.au, I believe. It's faithfm. Regardless, you can look it up in Google. Hey, right now, it's time. Sesame Asian Greens. Spiced date paloo. Cost and courgette mingle. Thai satay noodles. Is this making you hungry? Israeli couscous. Yes. Smoked Spanish rice, Oof. Egyptian rice and lentils, Thai bean mingle, Pad Thai noodles, Bombay roasted potatoes, oh, summer quinoa mingle, pesto infused roasted potatoes. Is there a reason why you've cut me off listing that? <sighs> Just look at these foods. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the prize that is going to be won today. Today Mm. they are giving this away. This is the Revive Cafe Cookbook 
Series one and two. There's like seven of these, and we're giving away the first two in the series. So two cookbooks. It's a double set. You can win this today. All you have to do is today's your last opportunity to get in the draw that is happening at the end of today's show. You just have to get it right once. That's all. You mm. just have to get one one clue done, and you're in. Okay. Well, Here it is. the first clue. What am I? On his way to sacrifice his son, Abraham carried this and a knife while Isaac carried the wood. Now, be careful. If you get this wrong, if you jump the gun, you're out. You have, It's not Ooh. like you get multiple chances. You have to get it right the first mm. time. And, uh, Give us that clue again. Yeah, what am I? On his way to sacrifice his son, Abraham carried this and a knife while Isaac carried the wood. Mm-hmm. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Give us a text or a call. DJ Shanner is on standby to take your um, answers mm-hmm. and see if you get this right. Of course, if you don't really want it, the prize and you just want to play for the glory, mm-hmm. you can state it or star. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. But I, I'm sure that lots of people want to get in for this prize yeah. today. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text if you know the answer. And, hey, I want to give a quick shout-out. Shout-out shout to everyone in Byron Bay, New South Wales, listening on 88.0. Oh, Byron. Dude, I love Byron Bay. I was actually... I so I've you know I've been right up the coast. Like mm-hmm. I live on the coast here mm-hmm. in New South Wales. I'm in the mid north coast. I believe we're in the mid north coast. Or, I don't know. Uh, we're, we're somewhere. We're, we're, I'm ju- a West we're north. We're north of Sydney. So yeah. we're in the the mid north coast, and I've been to. Yarra, Foster, Coffs Harbour and whatnot. But driving into Byron Bay, mm-hmm. like those rolling hills on the road in, I was shocked. I'd never been before until last year. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Byron Bay. It's like the rest of the coast. You know, I'm from the coast. I, I live near beautiful beaches and beautiful coastline. And, and we've got Glenrock here and everything. But I was actually shocked. I was like, this place is amazing. That's why everyone goes there now, right? So, yeah. shout out Byron Bay, as well as Karoa, sorry, Karoa, Nisat, Karoa. Karoa? Karoa, it's C-O-R-O-W-A. He's- yeah, I don't know either. I'm going to say Karoa. Mm-hmm. Shout out Karoa, New South Wales, listening on 87.6 as well. And hey, if you're from those areas, give us, give us text. Give us yeah. a call, 0491 Tell us what kind of activities happen in... Karoa, you are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. And, Monica, what's happening in the I'm, world of positively different news? I am about to tell you why, why it is, Lawson, that you are just like a painting covered in bird poo. Excuse me? You are a painting covered in that bird poo. That is probably the worst. <laughs> like, that is probably the deepest, most harsh insult I've ever that take take heart. We're we're all paintings covered in bird poo. I'm about to explain why. Uh-huh. This was a really cool. Like I'm, I love art. I'm I'm, I'm into that kind of stuff. Um, but I I found this good news article about a artwork that was found in a shed covered in bird droppings, and uh, what it turned out to be a bit of a treasure, and uh, and how it is. Like, just reading about the guy who found it. Just reading about what he has to say about this artwork, just made me realise we are all like this artwork covered in bird poo. So it's an oil sketch. It's done by the Dutch master Anthony van Dyck and it's going out for auction soon um, after it was found discarded in a farm shed covered in bird droppings. So it was bought on a hunch for $600 in 2002 from an estate auction and it's predicted for, to sell for guess how much? Is it in the millions? Yes, it is. I'm going to say 
Seven million. Three million dollars. Okay, okay. So it was bought for six hundred as an anonymous unknown painting, and it's being sold for three million at, at Sotheby's as a house. as a percentage. That's got to be yeah. That's, that's got to be going off. Mm-hmm. And it's good. So where was this painting found? It was found. Uh, it was actually found quite far from the uh, the actual painter's home of Antwerp because he's a Flemish painter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the farmhouse is in the town of uh, I think it's pronounced Kinderhook or Kinderhook in New York. Okay, so it's a town that's settled by almost into probably entirely by his countrymen so you know overtaken by um uh, uh people coming from antwerp uh but uh a a guy who found it albert b roberts he believed it to be the work of uh, some sort of dutch master of some repute and he bought it just for the excitement of the chase right and so it turns out to be a famous painting called a study of saint jerome mm-hmm it's one of only two known live model works. So this is when an artist paints a painting entirely from um, a, a, a model who is seated in front of them or standing in front of them. And um, they're a lot rarer because often um, it costs money to employ a model. Sure. And uh, and so this was by the painter Anthony Bondike, as I said. And uh, it was likely created between, get this, 1615 and 1618. Man, it is amazing that he found this painting yeah. in the United States. Yeah. Because if he found it in the UK, <laughs> it's older than 300 years and the UK government is racking your stuff. Like, they are just straight up taking it. They're like, if it's older than 300 years, it it's is now ours. property of the state. It's it's so, so it's funny. terrible. I hate it so much. They do the same thing in Israel. Uh, like, yeah. they just take everything. Like, yeah. oh, an archaeologist found this epic thing oh and guess what it was taken by the israeli government they don't it's like oh it's been my life work hey, to dig stuff up and now i can't even make money from it. if they stick it on a museum in a museum that's fine and if the museum pays the person who found but it, they never pay yeah, that's, this is that's, the point the law is set up that they're that's not allowed nasty. even though you did all the work if you found something in the uk wouldn't you just like stick it across the u.s and be like oh i found it in the u.s yeah. well this is th- that is a crime that's yeah. called fraud and and yeah, you would. Anyway, you would literally you get jailed for that. Really? Yeah, what? If, what if you found it in the UK? Just took it over to the US and then just said, "Oh, look, I found it in the UK, but I now live in the US." So there you go. It's property of the oh, whatever. Anyway, of anyway, the queen, anyway. Of the so king this now. this painting from sixteen fifteen. It was um. It was probably when uh, Anthony Vindic was working as assistant in a. Uh, Peter Paul Rubens Antwerp studio. Mm. So the picture, it depicts an elderly man with a long beard slouching in a chair. It's got like an interesting sort of dichotomy of sinewy muscle and flabby skin, uh, which characterizes this guy as a farmer or a laborer. And it gives art historians a chance to see a little bit more of Van Dyke's work as a young man. And thankfully the bird droppings only landed on the back paper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was restorable and and savable. But this is what the, this is what the art hunter says. This is so cool. So he was 87 years old he's uh, mr roberts he exhibit he exhibited the painting at the albany institute of history and art the same year that he had it authenticated by art historian susan barnes and he said this he said i've devoted the last 30 years of my life to the search for art that i like to call orphaned art that for one reason or another has been neglected overlooked perhaps lost in the shuffle of the art world in different countries mm. and i thought you know, that's so beautiful like that's that's what we are that's what jesus is to us oh 
He's he's looking up. He's looking out for us, trying to find us these orphaned humans mm. that have been for one reason or another neglected, overlooked, perhaps lost in the shuffle of the world in different countries. And mm. I just love that this guy has dedicated his life to finding, rescuing, and restoring these because that's the work that Jesus does for us, and it's the work that He calls us to do for other humans. Mm. See, I told you, we are like bird. Poop covered paintings. Okay. I'm glad that we're all in the same position then, because at first I thought it was just a nasty insult or slight. And, on my and get this so Mr. Roberts' okay. collection is now at um, Sotheby's and it's called the Old Masters Collection, which is kind of like heaven. We're going to be together in, in the Masters Collection. In the Masters Collection. Oh, that cool he is, is that? recovered. Yeah, yeah, that's it. How cool. That's right? powerful. Yeah. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to the breakfast show this morning, and Monica. I just want to say something quickly. Someone, uh-huh. someone texted me personally saying they've never heard of this supposed Dutch master, Anthony van Dyck. He was a court painter for Charles the First of Britain, uh-huh. uh, whose house revered him for his skill in portraiture. The king even knighted him, and upon his death, had him interned at Saint Paul's Cathedral in London. So yeah, he's very famous. Is the painter. person who texted you are they like some art? knowledgeable art person I, I, I haven't seen inside their brain um because if they're not then i'm like <laughs> oh, well i haven't heard of him either but yeah because i know yeah. nothing about well, art. He's, he's it's not like he's like you know renoir or you know one of the ones that everyone knows van gogh that's or right yeah, yeah yeah anyway okay next clue okay for this quiz by the way he's being drawn today getting it getting it to win it revive cafe cookbook one and two tell me what am i numbers 11 tells how people who complained were killed by this so the oh. book of the Bible, Numbers, Numbers chapter 11, tells how people who complained were killed by this. And as a business manager, sometimes I – no, I'm not going to say that. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Just joking, just joking. I love all feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, numbers 11 tells how people who complained were killed by this. Tell us what that is, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Hey, I've got some positively different news coming through on the text line. Ooh. Shout out Suzanne, who has let us know uh, that Robbie Bergen will be in Adelaide tomorrow sharing his testimony. So Robbie Bergen, of course, the content manager here at Faith FM, travels around, gets to meet a lot of the people in a lot of the towns who are listening. We run all kinds of events, and he himself running the Faith Experiment and another um, another uh, uh, number of other shows on Faith FM. Now, you'll be able to head down to South Australia, well, head to Adelaide within South Australia if you're around that area, and go and listen to the guy talk about how it is that he became a Christian, which is an absolutely fascinating and enthralling story. We're going to be talking about church attendance in just a little bit, but I wanted to give an update on a story on a particular hobby horse of mine, and please indulge me for a second. All right, go on. Let me talk about it, and, and that's it, because I I really want to put the nail in the coffin of people thinking that crypto is ever a safe investment. <laughs> I just, I just really, again, I, I stand tall as, and I believe people have made money from cryptocurrency, but we've been talking about managing for the master, right? Right. In our Sabbath school, we've been talking about using our finances responsibly and for God's benefit because he has given us everything as managers, as stewards to be able to use it for him. And I do not believe that the crypto market is a safe way to go. I think that it's gambling. I think that it's full of scams, and this proves it. Uh, this guy, his name's SBF, or Sam Bankman-Fried, who started a crypto exchange called FTX. Now, FTX is incredibly 
well-known, incredibly famous, and was at one point, yeah, incredibly never heard of wealthy. <laughs> so FTX, like, to the point where they were, like, changing the name on, like, for example, the stadium where the Miami Heat basketball team oh. play. They changed the name to FTX Stadium. They become one of the lead sponsors of the Mercedes Formula One team. They were, you know, we're talking about a company that's value is in the mid like 50s billion to 100 billion dollars at one point it's the the biggest crypto exchange that had ever existed now this is the thing the question is how do banks make money because it's a crypto exchange and a crypto bank how do banks make money they rob people well basically (laughs) essentially (laughs) uh they they the banks make money in two ways they charge you for transactions but also uh, they leverage your cash against investments that they make to increase the amount of money that they have so that they stay in business. If you only make money on transactions, like if you have a business that's set up purely by transactional fee, if the transaction fees slow, if the transactions slow down, then the profit of that business slows down. Whereas, you know, banks go out of their way and then they, they give home loans that charge interest and all kinds of things. Uh, but, uh, the company of FTX was functioning in these two ways. Uh, they were they were investing, they were doing transaction fees. If you would put your crypto in it, you, the promise was it was like a bank that would return you interest and everything. You know, you can just keep your crypto in your USB drive in your own wallet, but just like we keep our money in a bank and not under our pillows, it was kind of same deal with FTX. It's like this massive crypto exchange. It's all safe. It's it's the the Titanic of crypto. It can't sink. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we know that the Titanic hit an iceberg, and the iceberg that FTX hit is that uh, yeah, SBF was defrauding everyone, um, <gasps> and the company was essentially so they had another company called Alameda Research, which took the money that was placed in FTX and would apparently do safe investment bets with them. But it turns out that what it was actually doing was taking all of your cryptocurrency, so you had Bitcoin, uh, which is a legitimate, real, expensive crypto, it would convert it into their own cryptocurrency that they've set up called FTT, which is like FTX token or whatever. Uh, they would convert it into that, then they'll use the capital from converting it into that to make wild crypto bets that would that, that they then lost a ton of money on and now your all your Bitcoin is now turned into FTT and they can't give it back to you because they FTT is worth no money and there's no capital and basically you put your money in, they lost it, that's it, it's gone. And whilst they were doing that, it was, it was against their code of conduct, it was against their policy, it was legal, and there was whole, all kinds of other stuff going on. You know, they were supporting... Uh, the the Democratic Party with you know lots of donations and whatnot, mm-hmm. but doing it in like a shady illegal way, and and SBF as the owner and CEO of the company was telling the employees that they needed to invest money in the the in the I was about to say that the Labor Party in the, the Democratic <laughs> Party of the United States, like all kinds of just ridiculous stuff going on. Now they got caught out because they couldn't pay anyone their money back, uh, and he was eventually arrested. He was he was in. The Bahamas, which is where his company was registered. Of course. He was, he was arrested. And now all of his, like, all of his, uh, you know, fellow workers, all of the, the fellow advisors at FTX have all pled guilty 
including everyone working at Alameda, the CEO of which at Alameda was actually someone who he was like romantically um. invested in. And yeah, it just led to all these shady deals and whatnot, except for SBF. He's like, yep, we've lost like billions and billions of dollars. Uh, but actually I'm going to plead not guilty. And because of this, he's now going to go to trial. And if he's found guilty, go to jail for a hundred years if he's convicted. So wow, this is again, this was the talk about flying high and then falling all the way down. This was the, this was the crypto Westpac. This was the crypto Combank. This was everything you could ever want, you know, Mm. stable decentralized currency, in a in a place where it will never be lost, but it turns out the only way to make money in that business model is by making wild bets and basically gambling your money, which might work, but in the case of FTX, didn't work. And they've gone through and now audited lots of other you know crypto exchanges mm-hmm. like this, particularly Binance, and they've found that they're doing the exact same thing. I know this is going to be maybe a stupid question, but I want to ask: when you said they've lost all this money, yeah. Has somebody else found the money? Like, has no, somebody no, 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 else no. gained the value that this has been lost? Or so is it just it's because it's been devalued? That it's, it's-, it's that they've used a valuable a- asset, Bitcoin, to buy a non-valuable asset, FTT, okay. to store everyone's okay. money in. Right. That has that they've tried to use to invest in things to increase the value of FTT so then they can sell FTT back into Bitcoin and then give it back to you when you want it. But instead of doing that... All of these wild bets that they tried to do to increase the value of FTT, which no one knew about, by the way. They just thought, oh, my money's in Bitcoin in, mm-hmm. in FTX. Sitting there safe. Sitting there in Bitcoin. No, it's in FTT, and now it's worth nothing. Yeah, wow. Okay, wow. So where did the money go? It disappeared. Yeah, It wow. disappeared in the transaction of buying FTT, and now all that money is, is, is gone. So rest in peace, money. Oh, man, I talked about that too much. I wanted to talk about Protestant pastors and churches and what's <laughs> going on in terms of attendance. Essentially, essentially this. Uh, they've been doing surveys. They got a 1,000 pastors and a 1,000 churchgoers to ask them, hey, what do you believe classifies regular church attendance? And they found um, actually that uh, the the Protestant churchgoers had a more strict opinion of what a churchgoer is than the Protestant pastors, and they believe that over 50% believe that you would need to attend church at least three times a month to be regarded as a regular church attender. And, you know, they were talking about church attendance. Is it important? Is it not important? What are people's perspectives? Well, hey, the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, you go to verse 24, it says, Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What does the Bible say? As we see the day, Jesus' second coming approaching, we all the more need to be a part of our church communities. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and Monica is going to give us another clue for the quiz. I've seen a lot of right answers so far. I've seen some adjacent answers, but not correct. And that's why it's potentially important to uh, to wait a to little wait bit. Because we've had some answers come in, and it's like, I see where you could think that, but unfortunately, you're wrong, and bum bum. More clues. You're, you're out. More. Now, I understand totally the compulsion to send it on the first question and get the big points, but unfortunately, it hasn't worked out for you. Sorry, sorry about that, Brett, and sorry about that, Wayne, as well. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Monica, 
Give us another clue for the quiz. What am I? James says that the tongue is like this. Oh, okay. What am I? James says the tongue is like this. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text or call. Uh, is it like yes, this or... after you eat a certain kind of food or after you say <laughs> a certain kind of words? I ain't saying nothing. Okay, we're not giving away any clues here on The Breakfast Show. We're just giving you the clues intended and we're letting you answer correctly because we have amazing prizes coming up. Hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to call. What is it? This the the tongue is like this. Yeah, James says the tongue is like this. Awesome. Well, hey, we've come to our interview for today and we have the amazing, awesome, health-focused Camilla Scaff on the phone. Camilla, are you there with us? Yes, good morning. How are you, Lawson? Oh, dude, I am living my best life. I headed out to food pharmacy about two days ago. I got some frittata. I got some, oh, what did I get? Uh, Mushrooms and Mm -hmm. like avocado on toast. I got this vegan, uh, what was it? Lava cake with chocolate all over it. (laughs) I, I was incredibly blessed. So I had you on my mind recently. I was like, dude, Food pharmacy, <laughs> the the work of Camilla Scaff, absolutely blessing my life. But we're going to be talking about more work that you're doing and more things in the area of health today. Well, amen. Glory to God. Uh, it's really a big team effort. As you mm. know, we have the most amazing team at the food pharmacy, which is the reason why I haven't been here at in the Faith FM for a while. Last mm. year, we opened food pharmacy in Cardiff um, at the Atune Health Center, and we've just been developing that uh, business in the team. And I'm really ex- excited to say that People like you are benefiting from the amazing food. So anyone that is listening to us, if you're ever around the area of Cardiff uh, in Newcastle, don't hesitate to stop and have a lovely meal. Um, We're open uh, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. So love to see uh, and meet people in person. Mm. And uh, yeah, check out our website, even if you're not around, so you can check out what we're all about foodpharmacy.com.au but thank you for having me here I know that you're um, yeah like I'm really excited to to serve and to share what we're doing in the health and well-being Mm. space and we know that when we talk about health through the biblical words and uh, God's plan for us we're really talking about a complete care a wholesome living Mm. and it's Amazing regarding health as well, how it actually has an effect on our relationship with God. Just before we get into our topic, I wanted to also mention about food pharmacy. When I went there, I I saw in the kitchen someone that I knew from Newcastle Uni, someone that I met who while, while I was working there, uh, someone they were volunteering in the kitchen. I'm like, hey, what are you what are you doing here? And you know, they're not someone who attends my church. I just I've just met them on campus, and they're like, oh, I started volunteering here, and everyone's so lovely and nice and and really great. And so also using the something like health and a healthy vegan cafe to to give people the opportunity to interact with people who are following Jesus and be a witness to them. And then in the same way, when we talk about the health, how health affects our life, I believe it very much. There is a strong connection between the way we treat our bodies and the potential that we can have in our relationship with God. And I think that there's something you would agree with, right, Camilla? 
Yes, that's definitely correct. We're very excited because we've been now open for a year mm. and we're getting to the point where the whole community, it doesn't matter where they're coming from. There are people that are, um, you know, Christians or non-Christians, religious, non-religious, but they're all coming to the same conclusion that our body is just much more than just matter. It's, mm. um, it's, it's really the temple of God. It's where we live. And if we don't take care of it, it's really hard to have connection and great relationships with ourselves, with our families, and even with God. So um, it's really good to gather people that have um, somewhat the same passion and vision. And in, and I, I know which friend you are referring to. And in that case, it was just uh, like, you know, the person was attracted by our food and our ethos. And then we found out that we all got love God. And, mm. you know, um, it's like, it's just amazing. So I really wanted to encourage, and if there's anyone who's listening, who's around the area, yes, we're open. We have volunteering opportunities. Um, it's amazing to serve together and to create fresh, beautiful, tasty food that nourish the body and nourish the soul. Mm. So I wanted to um, invite anyone that is interested to check us out and to volunteer as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for reminding me of that, Lawson, because <laughs> I know you have been there uh, volunteering as well. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, and you know how how it feels uh, to serve for a greater mm. cause, but also to to learn together. And one of the things that I'm passionate about is to create opportunities for people to live God's dream for their lives. Amen. Is to create opportunities for us to learn together about what it means to live God's purpose. Which brings me to what I came here mainly for today. Mm. I really I wanted to be able to chat and share with you about our Sozo Syntropic Agroforestry Retreat and Workshop. Mm. Now, I when you sent through the topic of the interview, I had to look up Syntropic Agroforestry. And what I can gather from at least what Google showed me is that it's a, a type of farming that is employing natural systems that exist in the world to enable the farming to go well. But I'm sure you can give us some more insight. What, what are we talking about when we're talking about Syntropic Agroforestry? Okay, so yes, the term seems a little bit of syntropic. What is that? And look, it's actually a simple idea of going back to the garden. It's the idea of mm. inserting ourselves in the garden and learning and caring for it. Because as you know, in Genesis, in the account of how we came about in the world and how God created everything and created man, Right at the end of chapter one, it actually says, and God blessed them when created men and women in his image. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and mm. fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heaven and every living thing that moves on earth. And God said, behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the, all the earth and every mm. tree with seeds in its fruit, you shall have them for food. Mm. So the simple idea of agroforestry is to be able to be growing your own foods in a eco forest system where you're having not in the word here dominion. It really means caring for it. It's the being good stewards of our earth. And it's really amazing in learning about syntropic farming in agriculture and agroforestry that 
when you simply care for nature, observing its laws and learning, it's amazing how abundant it can be. Because the very concept, mm. um, you know, by the way, syntropic, it's the concept that is like the opposite from entropic. Mm. Okay, so syntropy opposite from entropy, which means that it's the kind of bringing to harmony and to be in harmony with nature. So in really, um, it's really to go back to what God intended for us to have, you know. Mm amazing how um i don't know how many people here have read the book education by mm. um a, an author called alan g white because she says that no um relaxation from study or, or other occupations pursued in open air and affording exercise for the whole body are the most beneficial and no line of manual training is more valuable than agriculture a great effort should be made to create and to encourage an interest in agriculture pursuits. Mm -hmm. Let the teacher call attention to what the Bible says about agriculture. That is what God's plan for man to till the earth. That the first man, the ruler of the whole world, was given a garden to cultivate. Mm -hmm. So it's just amazing that it's. You know, it, 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 she goes on and saying that it's the world's greatest man. Um, it's real nobility that um and into have been the tillers of the soil and that's what syntropic it is all about mm. it's about to have that connection with the soil as well as care for it um the guy who developed this concept of syntropic agroforestry he lives in brazil where i'm from but he's actually a swiss guy he's a botanist his name is ernest Gost, and um and basically he created, he's learned from the forest because he's lived in a farm for now over 50 years. And he created this system that basically produces its own um, organic matter. It's like, it's the practice of pruning and it just continually increasing resources while boosting the roots and all the activities around the garden. And it really encouraged this like high rate of photosynthesis. So mm. it's really amazing to see how when you're giving a little bit of input and you learn about the plants and how they react to it and it just uh proving to bring a lot of food and i have mm. a personal story to share about that lawson if we have time oh, of course go for it all right so basically my parents who knows nothing about agroforestry or agriculture at all um they went to a workshop in brazil in the neighbor farm of this guy with Enrique, which is a guy, was a Christian guy as well, that um, he came to, he was learning from um, Gosh, and he has a farm next door to him, and he's been planting and doing this method, practicing for f more than 40 years. So my parents went there, and they just wanted to learn a little bit more about what he did, because this method and this theme is becoming pretty famous around the world, mm. when the world is talking about climate change, and then really caring for the planet and all of that so they went there and there was lots of curious people there and actually paying a lot of money just to spend a week with this guy right mm. and my parents loved the concept because we obviously love the concept of going back to the garden mm. and so they have a very small piece of land in brazil a property and then they went back and started applying the concept they just oh, learned wow. in a few days mm. 
And guess what? After six months, they were able to collect the fruits of their work. They only had one other guy helping them. And now they collected like beans and um, yucca, which is like a kind of root vegetable. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the whole year, and they're sharing with all the neighbors and everyone that goes visit their eco forest don't even believe that they're able to produce so many priority of foods in a, such a small space. So I think that's what wow. I love about tropics because even if you have two square meters in your backyard, this concept can still work for you. So it mm-hmm. can work for anyone. It's the idea of planting several different things um, through seeds and just really work with the soil wherever you are at and and see how and learn with nature and see how God blesses the soil that you treat well. Mm. That is amazing, Camilla. Now we you guys are doing this as a retreat. Now what what is the information? How can people you know sign yes. up and attend? <laughs> So this is a pilot event, but we are inviting um, Tiago Barbosa from Byron Bay. Mm. He's one of the pioneers of this concept in Australia, and he's been practicing in his farm. And he's going to be with us Sunday and Monday on March. So actually, the retreat goes from Friday to Monday, but then it's March 3 to 6. And Friday, starting at 5 p.m., we're going to start in the garden, and we're going to end in the garden. And we're going to spend as much time as possible in the garden and the idea is to provide an experience in the garden um, following the syntropic agroforest principles so we're going to have friday and saturday people from um, our faith that uh, share different types of uh, experiences, people that already have been practicing syntropics or that mm. have been practicing or did just been experiencing country living. We're mm. going to get together. And the idea is to help people that are just curious about it or people that are considering moving to the country or buying a piece of land or even having a garden in the city. So it's just open for all the people that are interested or curious in this. Friday and Saturday, we're going to be talking about God's plan for man mm-hmm. and how can we learn more about the garden? Can we learn about ourselves and our identity, where we come from, and how can we find peace and just abundancy in the garden? And mm-hmm. how can we most importantly be able to share with others? And Amazing. then... On Sunday and Monday, Tiago will be coming to actually get hands-on and show us principles of agroforestry and really helping to everyone there to kind of have a plan and something that they can go back and just like my parents, start their own agroforestry. Or the, I guess a popular term, it's food forest. You know, having your own food forest that you're able to get organic goods from the soil. How amazing would it be? That would be so uh, awesome. Absolutely. Now, what is the location of this retreat? It sounds incredible. Third to the sixth of March. Oh, it seems like have we have we lost connection? Ah, uh, well, look, we will be able to get you all that information. You can give us a call zero four nine one zero six four six six nine if you want to attend the agroforestry retreat and learn all about how to use your soil, your ecosystem in what did she say in a two square meter plot. That, that is tiny, and that is a piece of land that a lot of people have access to. If you want to know how to use your land to, to increase, hey, just call 0491-064-669. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.